Instead, let's take a passion to this sheets and just go crazy. You can be as wild as you want that night. You ain't gotta be a lady. What up, everybody? I am here to start a new chapter, a new pod. This is the Sexual Intellectual Podcast featuring your boy, JD. So let's get right into it. Now, this is a little different than the other things I've been doing. If you're new here, hi, welcome. So this podcast was birthed, it was in. It was conceived because I've been doing a lot of different things. I was doing something called Sex Talks a while ago, and that was on YouTube, and that was fun. And then I started doing a podcast with my boy Dre. You could check that out. That's called Food, Fitness, and Fun. And as of late, I have been trying to not comment on a lot of the things going on. But I am sick of staying quiet. So I'm here to let loose. All right. So let's start with the age old discussion of toys. Man, I don't know what these brothers have against toys. It's been publicized as of late that even Nick Cannon said he does not like using toys in the bedroom simply because he sees them as competition. I got a lot of respect for Nick. But dude. Toys are your friends. So let's start there. Toys. T-O-Y-S. I don't know what's these dudes' problem. I don't know why they don't like toys. But it's not competition. Toys are your friend. Toys are an assistant. And when you realize that, you can take things to another level. What do toys do? When you bring toys into the bedroom, because that's what we're discussing here. That's the age-old discussion. Dudes don't want to compete with the toy. Let me tell you a secret. There's certain toys you'll never be able to compete with. I got a tongue. I got tongue skills. But my tongue can't move as fast as half of these toys. Why? Because they have motors and batteries. And they, guess what? Even if I can, I run out of energy. I start sweating. Whew. I was tired, Massa. But the toy don't get tired. That's why you can't compete with some of these things. All right, let's go to another conversation. Same subject. Let's talk about vibrators. I could vibrate. I could move, but I'll never be able to move like that thing. And if you really know what's going on, you know that these things give different sensations. Yes, your woman, your partner, your friend, they love your tongue, your dick, your hands. They like all that. But a vibrator gives a different sensation. And... It can help you do things simultaneously. You could be doing some things with these fingers while you're doing things with your tongue and still have a whole nother hand controlling a toy doing something else. It's not competition. It's a friend. It's a partner in crime. It's an assistant. These things are here to help everyone have a good time. Mutual pleasure should be the goal. And if it is the goal, then you shouldn't be against toys. Why? Because pussy feels great. Ass feels great. Whatever it is you're into, I'm sure it feels great for you. But these things should also feel good for your partner. Now, maybe you're sitting there and saying, well, who cares? My partner comes all the time. Great. Don't you want them to come more? Don't you want them to come quicker? Don't you want them to come harder? That is what toys will help you do. When you have toys in the mix, things elevate. Things escalate. They happen 
quicker, more efficiently. And that is helpful for both parties involved. It's helpful for all parties involved. And when you realize that, you can take things to other places. Don't be scared of the toys. Don't look at them as competition. Embrace them because they're your friend. That's it. Quite simple. When you open up your mind and stop being so stubborn and really focus on mutual pleasure, you'll understand why she welcomes toys and so should you. All right. Now let's talk about something that's been on fire for a few years now. It was something that was already quite popular, but ever since the pandemic, ever since things happened and people had to stay home more, this thing has truly taken off. You guessed it. I'm talking about OF, Only Fans, a subscription-based platform where people go on there and largely do naughty things for money. Now, you buy a subscription to your favorite person, and what happens is they do things and post it on their page, on their feed. And the real money comes when you start doing private messaging posts, when you send people DMs, as we now call them, and say, hey, here's an exclusive that's not on my page for X amount of money. There's a lot of controversy around this. Teachers have been getting fired. All type of stuff has been going on. Is OnlyFans good? Is OnlyFans bad? I don't know. Do you know? Who knows? I'm going to give my thoughts. I think OnlyFans is great. I think that this is a different level of sex work, and I applaud sex work. I say sex work is real work, and a lot of people don't feel that way. That's all right. OnlyFans is a very specific platform, but there's others. There's many vids and all kinds. I can't even remember them all. But OnlyFans is very popular, much like Patreon. They're kind of the top two when people do different things. OnlyFans has gained a reputation where people do naughty things on there. And that is what it's largely popular for. But it's not only that. Some people do music, some people do gym stuff, like there are people selling fitness plans and doing workout videos for money up there. I think it's all good, but it's been a big controversy. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. OnlyFans is subscription-based, right? It's like your Netflix, it's like your Disney+, Plus, it's like your Hulu and everything else. You're paying for the content you want to see. I don't see why the fuck that's such a big problem. Cats watch porn all the time and love it and champion it and even if they don't when you go to bed and they're in the dark guess what they do they log on oh man and they search their favorite shit well now you can have a more personalized experience did the person make the video for you specifically no she didn't make it for jd specifically however the person the creator the owner of the account the person you're subscribed to they are curating content specifically for their subscribers. So what does that mean? When you go on a porn website, you look for the things that you're into. You look for feet. You look for threesomes. You look for group sex. You look for gangbangs. You look for POV. You look for midgets. I don't know, whatever you're into. But this is a little different. Instead of it being a platform where you go and find a million different things, you're subscribing to the people directly that you like. A lot of people have a favorite porn star, and that's cool. Here, 
you're subscribing to that person directly. And some of them are not porn stars. In fact, a lot of them are not in the industry, but they are creating the content at home, on their own, with friends, with a partner, who knows? But they're taking time to make this content specifically for their platform, specifically for their followers, you, me, whoever else. This makes the content better than porn, in my opinion. Here's why. In porn, they're often paid to follow a script. They are paid to follow instructions. And whether you think that's hot or not, that is usually the reality. Here on OnlyFans, things are a little different. This person is doing whatever the fuck they want. And very often, if you pay them, they will do specific things for you. If you say, hey, I really like things with feet, and you don't have anything with feet, you can message the person and ask, that's the key word here, not demand, but you can ask if they will do it. And very often they will for a fee. There are people doing all type of fly things on OnlyFans that you won't find in a porn website. You'll find it in a general sense. You'll see that the video exists, yes, but this is not the same thing as the person doing what you like. You have to search and go through filters and spend half hours scrolling trying to find a video that you want. Not the case here because you can speak with your favorite person directly and you can have them do things that you like specifically and you get a more personal experience. Maybe it's in their crib on a couch just like this one. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's on a desk. Maybe it's in a bathroom. Guess what? Who knows? I don't know. But what you can do is see these things and you get to know more about this person and you get to have a different type of experience. This is not a general thing that was made in a big paid production. This is something that is very, very intimate. And personally, I think the intimate part is worth paying for. And if you don't think so, that's okay. But try going on Pornhub and finding your favorite porn star and getting them to do some shit you like or getting them to moan your name specifically. You're gonna have a tough time doing it but you won't have a tough time doing it on OnlyFans. And hey, if these people can go and make a fuck ton of money for doing things in their home, I'm all for that. Who gives a fuck if you was a teacher and they're mad? Yo, let them be mad with that little $35,000 a year salary. Some people are clearing 35K in a month on OnlyFans. Listen, I say stop hating and let's support our favorite OnlyFans people. Whatever you're into, it's up there. And largely, they promote on Twitter. I ain't getting paid for this. I'm just trying to help y'all out. Go find people that you like and support them. Yeah, porn is free, but this is not the same type of experience. This is the upgrade. This is an enhanced experience. Go check that shit out. Now, we're going to get into a segment I like to call, You Ruined It. And we're going to talk about things that C-19 has ruined. And we're going to start with one that we all loved. Every year, we have friends and family who have birthday parties. From the time you're a teeny bopper until you probably die, 
there are some kind of birthday celebration, and very often we light candles. Sometimes it's just one with a number. Sometimes your cake is full of ca uh, candles. It depends on how you do it, what kind of family and friends you have. But very often we meet up and we sing the songs and we blow out the candles. <sighs> no longer. C-19 has killed candles. Birthday candles, specifically. It has ruined it. You can't go to a birthday party anymore and watch someone. In fact, every time I think about it now, I cringe a little bit. Ugh. All those germs, saliva, everything just spewing all over the cake. And then you say, I, I'd like a big piece, please. And what do you do? You scarf down all that germy saliva and things that the person just all over the cake. Ugh. We did it. For eons, we never questioned it. We were just conditioned to do so, and we loved it. And we would bust down that saliva-filled cake. Can I have seconds? Oh, this one's an ice cream cake. Y'all are super fly. Can I have one more piece? Now, it's over. C-19 ruined it. It's gone. Sorry, but it's over. And we got C-19 to thank for it. Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think that's a bad thing? Let me know. Put it in the comments. Something. Tell us what you think. Or tell me what you think. Ain't no us for this one. We solo today. And now we're going to talk about a person who goes viral very often. A person who is all over the internet. A person who my dad showed me a few years before he was even viral or all over the internet. That person is Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels is a person who goes on the internet and helps get uh, possible dates, possible partners for his clients. If you watch the show, he's made it very clear that he represents specific type of men who are seeking very specific criteria for their partner. I'm not going to tell you the list. He speaks about it all the time. If you watch his stuff, you should know it. And what he does is he allows people to call in, video chat, talk on the phone, etc. He gives them different advice based on what they say, based on his criteria, uh, excuse me, based on his client's criteria, and then they go from there. Sometimes shit is funny as hell. Sometimes shit is really sad. Sometimes it's really embarrassing. It's a very interesting show, and we're going to not discuss the show, but we're going to discuss what's been happening since he's been going viral. Since he's been going viral, he's been putting out these little blurbs, these little clips where he kind of says wild shit to entice, right? Clickbaity type shit. Hey, listen, man, you get your shit how you do it. I ain't hating on the next man. But I saw a clip that I couldn't wait to discuss. Kevin Samuels put out a clip recently where he said that after 5 p.m., women should not go out if sex is not on the table. He said that women are often complaining that men are expecting sex and a simple way to solve this problem is to not go out with a man after 5 p.m. After 5 p.m., if you go out, sex should be on the table. Sex is okay to be expected. What the fuck are you talking about? You sound stupid. It's always her body, her choice. Always. Always her body, her choice. I don't know who the fuck said sex should always or never be on the table, but I think that they forgot that sex is always up to her. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this dude. Maybe he did it just for clickbait. Maybe he did it just to get views. I don't know and I don't care. 
That's not a message I support. Kevin Samuels, I have a lot of feelings about him and his show. I don't really have a problem with it. But I do have a problem with this video, topic, suggestion, advice, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's always her body, her choice. It doesn't matter if it's 4 p.m. or 4 a.m., 5.01 or 10 p.m. at night. It's her body, her choice. And expectations are a bigger problem, which maybe we should discuss. Why the fuck is anyone expecting sex? Even if someone invites you to their home, it may indicate, it may suggest that sex might be happening, but the key word is might. Maybe, possibly, not definitely. You can call someone over who you've been fucking for five years. And guess what? Sex still may not happen. A lot of shit could go wrong. You might say some dumb shit like, after 5 p.m., you shouldn't go out if you don't expect sex. It should always be on the table. And she can change her mind and leave. It's always her body, her choice. I cannot make that more clear. And let me ask you a question, Kevin. She can't go out after 5 p.m., but doesn't the average person get off of work at 5 p.m.? Doesn't the average person have things to do until 5 p.m., five days a week? Hmm. Yeah, they fucking do. So when should they go out? Should they go out at 7 in the morning uh, before they start work? Should they go out only on weekends between the hours of 6 a.m. and 4? Yo, shut the fuck up. You sound dumb. I don't understand why this was said, and I don't really care why this was said, but it's not okay. If it's clickbait, cool, baby. You do what you do. But I'm here to tell you that's some bullshit. And men, if you're expecting sex, you're part of the problem. You should never expect sex. And I'm not saying this to pander to women. I'm saying this because it's simply the truth. Who the fuck is walking around expecting sex? No, sex should not be expected. I'm not saying it's a reward. I'm not saying it's something should be earned. But to expect sex in any situation is asinine. No, it's not okay. It's not something that you can expect. You can have a conversation about it. You can ask, hey, I'm feeling you. I like to take things to the next level. How do you feel? And then you can go from there. But expecting sex is a big sexist man problem. It's a misogynistic thought, a misogynistic process that shouldn't exist. And again, I'm not doing this for the ladies. I'm doing this because it's simply the right thing. These are the type of messages that are toxic, problematic, and create other knuckleheads. Because Kevin Samuels has a big umbrella of followers. All type of people follow Kevin Samuels for entertainment purposes, for advice, for suggestions, and for thought-provoking stuff. And I'm probably sure just because you're bored and it's fun to watch. And that's cool. But giving messages like that to your followers can cause lots of problems. And dudes like that got to get smacked up. I'm not saying hit Kevin Samuels. I'm not saying hit anyone. But this is the type of shit that does create real problems. Because if a dude goes out with a woman at 5.05 p.m. and takes her to a lovely dinner and now is expecting sex... This can cause a lot of problems because people are not good with rejection and allowing people to expect things causes a domino effect of problems. Stop saying that dumb shit. Do what you do, baby. It's all good. But let's keep it real. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. That is unacceptable. Her body, her choice, always. 
That's it. We're done here for today. Maybe more next week. Maybe some new fly shit. But that's what we got for you this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. Once again, I'm JD. This is the Sexual Intellectual Podcast. See you soon.